1: It's Bears Nation, baby. want to kick it off by thanking our players. When you have adversity like this and and there's a lot of losing towards the end of the season, I was blown away by our guys' ability to stick together. They practice with energy, and I think that's rare, but it speaks volumes on their character, how much they love the game, and the buy-in that they have for the direction
0: that we're going. As improbable as it may have been at the beginning of the day, the Chicago Bears have just clinched the number one pick in the
1: upcoming NFL draft. Wow. Winning,
0: all right,
1: all right, all right. It's time for the Bears Nation podcast. Powered by, powered by, powered by, best,
0: Trying to focus on, you know, getting better as a player, getting better as a quarterback, and getting better as a team. Damn straight, and you know this, man. With your
1: hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. See you in the Super Bowl. It's Bears Nation, baby. Touchdown Bears. Wow, yes. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. In Bears Nation podcast, it is Wednesday, February fifteenth. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka, and it is post Super Bowl first show post the NFL season concluding first show really of the actual off season. And so today, in the spirit of the off season, we're gonna do our first mock draft. We're gonna mock draft the first two rounds. We're going to put it up. We're going to go through it. We're going to talk through. I think we're both going to advocate for a trade down. We'll talk through it, see what we can get, and go from there. But that's what we have on tap today. We're going to hit a couple other things, newsy things off the top. Uh, Obviously, the Bears close on the Arlington 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 Heights property. Today, as of uh, this afternoon, that became official. And Jim Irsay is just uh, off the liquors. I don't know what the hell is going on with that guy. We'll talk about that, too, and then we'll get
0: to the mock draft. But, Kevin Lepka, how we doing? We're doing good, man. You know, this is our time now, right? We have the first overall pick in the draft. We're going to make all the noise in free agency. This is our time. Chicago Bears fans, we own the next couple of months here. So it's, uh, it's actually going to be fun. Right? You know, it's been kind of a dead year for us. You know, the Bears were really bad. There wasn't a lot of talk wasn't a lot to talk about week to week other than Justin Fields and we were kind of beating a dead horse. So to have something new to talk about, do some mock drafts, it's gonna be fun, man. And you know, the smoke has already started, as Jake already mentioned with Jim Mersey coming on tweeting things, and then of course Jason Lock cuff fucking idiot. Let's call him that, uh coming out today about oh, I'm hearing these rumblings about multiple gms walked away from the senior role assuming that uh the bears could trade justin fields no we're not gonna do that but they're gonna there's good that's not gonna be the last tweet that you'll see from a quote reporter uh in the next couple months regarding uh the status of justin fields as QB one of the chicago bears so it is going to be an eventful next few months but at the same time now that i'm thinking about it like it's gonna be kind of freaking annoying to like deal with all of these rumors and narratives for two more months
1: (laughs) yeah i mean there's it's all that's going to happen, I mean, we have, what, two months, two and a half months until the draft. Uh, and un- if it doesn't happen like Kevin thinks with uh, you know a trade coming in the next month or so, like it did for the San Francisco 49ers when they moved up to number three for Trey Lance famously, uh, then we're going to be sitting here a while. Uh, and we're going to be sitting here with a lot of Justin Fields rumors, uh, a lot of different rumors all over the place. So we'll talk about that. Um, I think we're both in the same I think the lock and four tweet was purely deception, purely smoke screen, purely, you know, just gamesmanship by, you know, somebody within the Bears, somebody outside of maybe another organization. But I I, I don't think that there's any truth. that. I mean, Justin Fields is literally doing interviews left, right, and center suddenly. After not doing a lot of interviews before prior to his career, uh, you know, now he's doing part of my take. He was at Radio Row for the Super Bowl, going left, right, center, and I'm part of my take, he's saying, Oh yeah, bear for life, one hundred percent. Like, you know, like Obviously, take that for what it is—tongue and cheek. It's February fifteenth, and it's part of my take. But like, you know, Justin Fields is very publicly going in the media circuit, being like, "Yeah, you know, I've talked to everyone, and you know, I, I feel good about where we're at." Blah, blah blah. So I don't think one tweet is going to shift the needle that much, unless it's Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts, tweeting about how he has history with the Bears going oh back 60 God. years, tweeting a picture of himself as a kid at Lincoln Park Zoo. How if, Unless you're Jim Irsay, up here at the press conference with your brand new head coach with your GM and saying, yeah, oh yeah, this kid from Alabama looks pretty good, and yeah, we do need a quarterback. And your GM is like, dude, shut up! And it's just the most bizarre thing in the entire world. Jim Irsay
0: is one of a kind, truly. He is one of a kind. Like, for people who don't really know Jim Ursa outside of football, like, he's a very interesting dude. Like, he was on the score a couple of times because they have, like, this Jim Ursa collection thing where he, like, collects a bunch of historical musical artifacts and stuff. Like, he's a really out there guy and he's, like, very interesting dude. But here's my yeah. theory. So, I, I texted you, I was like, I have a theory about this and why this yeah. is happening. And this is my theory. And I'll give a little bit of credit to Ernie Scatton. Who kind of brought this up to me a couple weeks ago and now what he thought his theory is sort of coming uh to fruition and i think it's this this feels like almost intentional smoke screening. this is like intentionally creating smoke in my opinion because i think what they're trying to do is force the texans hand it's a classic bluff right you know you're playing poker the colts right now they have a two and a seven in their hand and the texans have pocket aces but the colts just went all in and they're trying to force the Texans to call their bluff. so they're creating all this smoke that hey we want to move up to number one we really want Bryce Young this is our guy right we we want to do this and we're going to make it clear that we do this and obviously the Colts and Texans in the same division, the Texans are sitting there probably getting a little nervous saying okay we know that the Colts are willing to give up all these assets we we know they're willing to go all in okay so we might have to on draft day or earlier, Kind of do something we don't want to do and give up more to move up to number one. That's what I think the Colts are trying to force, right? You want to force the Houston Texans to sell more assets, to give up more, to get a guy that maybe the Colts don't even want. Maybe Bryce Young isn't even their guy. There was rumors connecting them to Will Levis, saying that they like Will Levis, right? You know, maybe they have a better evaluation for CJ Stroud. There are reasons to believe that there is a team concerned about Bryce Young. This isn't a Trevor Lawrence situation. This isn't a consensus number one overall. I think he will go number one overall, but it's not consensus the way it was for guys in the past. They could be very well content with getting CJ Stroud or Will Levis, but creating this smoke saying, hey, we we might, Houston, we might move up. Like, you better be ready. So. This, to me, is a perfect situation for the Bears because if they're forcing the Texans to play their hand, then you might get lucky and you might catch the Texans off guard where the Texans say, hey, we really want Bryce Young, but the only way we can do it is if we move up to number one to prevent the Colts from moving up to number one, we're going to get desperate, give you more than maybe we were initially asking for to prevent a division rival from getting who we believe is a generational quarterback and Bryce Young or whoever it may be. And there you go, boom, They give you a couple first round picks, they give you a couple second round picks and an all-time haul to move up one slot because they were nervous of a division rival picking up their generational quarterback. That's the way I see this, Jake. I don't know if you kind of agree, but that's so the way I,
1: I guess it. my only thing with that is why would the Colts be inclined to help the Bears to make the Texans up their offer? Like why would the Colts? why does Jimer say, why would Chris Ballard say? Okay, well, let's put this smokescreen out there to try and help the Bears. Like, what? What? How does that them? It's not
0: helping the Bears, I don't think. I think it's more of, hey, we're trying to force the Texans to do something wrong, and yeah, in consequence, it does maybe help the Bears, but they don't care. We're an NFC team. It has no it, them helping us has nothing to do with them, right? Like uh, giving up the at like. If they were to eventually move up, yes, giving up the assets would help us. But if this truly is a smokescreen, like I'm pitching it as, is just, hey, this is just a bunch of a nonsense. And Because, sure. Jake, is it just me or is like, that's weird. Like, J.C. Ursae is weird, but you don't just go on Twitter and do that. You don't do that. That is way too outgoing. That is way too non-confidential for that to be anything other than so, to be a smokescreen. So I would say it, it's,
1: I don't think you're completely wrong. I think that maybe this is probably what it is. I think Ursae wants that pick. I think I think they want that. Pick. You think I he think truly want wants her back? Well, but I also think it's okay. Hey, we have an offer in our head that we're gonna, you know, let's say it's our it's four and thirty five and a fourth this year and two more first or something. You know, whatever. Let whatever you want to say it is. Let's say the Colts have it in their head. This is what we're offering. Here we go. Okay, here's our offer, but if you're them also knowing that you have another division rival, a couple spots ahead of you at two, who's also looking for a quarterback theoretically, who's also kind of going through the same thing you are with an overhaul as far as the coach and, you know, you know, a new regime and stuff like that. Um, I think it's okay. We're going to take this swing. And if we miss because the Texans decided to up their offer dramatically, then okay. Like, I think it's. I think the fallback plan is, okay, the Texans got scared and got desperate. We wanted that pick, but okay, we'll accept the Texans offering like 1 and 12. Because remember, the Texans have two picks. They have the Cleveland pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. So maybe it's a play, like you said, for Houston to try and maybe give up number 1 and number 12 to make sure that they're really there. Now, that would be huge and a really, really big, massive haul for the Bears. But – I'm not saying that's going to happen. Don't have any info on that, obviously. But maybe that's the goal. Like, okay, we're still going to take the swing. But if we miss, let's at least make sure Houston has to pay an arm and a leg and another leg for it if we're going to miss. Maybe that's what it is. I I think the interest is genuine. (laughs) Oh, I think the
0: interest is genuine. Sure. But I I think both things can be true, right? Both things could be true. Like, it's a win-win situation for them. Like They could easily move up and get their guy good, or they could force the Texans to do something stupid, and maybe they're still content with a CJ Stroud or Will Levis or something. You don't know, you know, like it, it, it's possible, but like at, the, at the very least, we know that a team is extremely interested in moving up, right? Like if this, yes. like if this, if they are doing this motion, it doesn't work. Right. And the Texans are going to say, you know what, we're not going to give up a ton of assets. We're just going to sit back and take, you know, the next best guy, you know, whoever's taking first. Okay, fine. We'll take whoever's second. Like they, they could very well sit there and say that. Then you at least know that, all right, if, if they're not going to move up, the Colts are interested. And that's like the second best scenario. Like I think the Texans, you, trading with the Texans is the number one scenario, in my opinion, because you could, that forces you to really be in, in the realm of possibility for a double trade down or have your choosing of a Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, where if you get to four, you're probably going to have to get there with that, the next best guy. Like someone's gonna take Will Anderson and Jalen Carter at three, you're gonna be left with um <clears throat> whoever and for a lot of teams, it's kind of split in hairs. You know, I don't I don't know who who would go first of those two guys right now. But you know, if you have a you don't control, you'd be able to take it for. But it's a good situation for the Bears that someone is interested and that there is definitely a possibility, at least right now, for one team to trade down with. So that's where we're at.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of Also in tandem with the lock and forward tweet as far as, oh, well, a lot of people walked away from the senior ball under the impression the Bears might trade Justin Fields. That probably means the Bears would listen on Justin Fields. They'll pick up the phone probably and be like, all right, well, what do you got? But, you know, if somebody, you know, if, you know, Mark Davis in Vegas is like, hey, you know, let's talk about Justin Fields. Polls might be like, "Okay, we can talk about Justin Fields. I don't like your chances, but we can talk about it. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's probably more of what it is, and it's a little bit of a spin, like, oh, they might trade him. It's probably more of, like, they're going to listen on him, but really they like Justin Fields. And also it might just be something from, hey, you know, hey, Jason, this is Ryan Poles, you know, we might listen on Justin Fields, click. Like, it's like it yeah. could be very much something like that, too. So it could go any which way, and if this is already out there about the Because also if you're the Bears, you don't want to be sitting there with at one and everyone thinks, all right, well, it's the Colts and that's it. Like, you know, you don't want everyone to just kind of throw in the towel because it's assumed that you're just going to work with the Colts and that's going to be that, you know, like that, that could also be part of like, Hey, no, we're still, you know, we, we're still listening on everything. So just something else. (laughs) Either
0: that or Jason Lockenford is just a fucking idiot and lying. Like I like, there's there's very, there's a very real possibility that that's true. Like he's been wrong about so many things that there is a possibility that that is not a even remotely close to your report. But if it is, then yeah, like Rich Eisen, when Joseph Fields went on Rich Eisen's show, which I thought was a real interesting conversation, and Rich Eisen, you know, asked him, he was like, you know, are you understanding of the fact that they might have those conversations just because they have to, Right. And, and Justin sat there and was like, yeah, I get it. You know, we, we you know, uh, I understand like it's part of the process of the NFL, all right. this, all that, like very understanding of it. And I wouldn't be surprised again, you mentioned this a, a couple, a couple weeks ago, or really after the Bears got the number one overall pick that maybe they've already had internal conversations with Justin. Like, Hey, we're going to take calls, anything you see and read on the internet about, Hey, you know, their sources and all this, like, we're just taking calls. We're just listening because it could be advantageous for us and how we approach the draft, right? They, and I hope they had those conversations. Right. Like, I hope they had those conversations with him because like these guys are on the Internet and it's like, yeah, he's understanding of it. But still, like you want transparency between your franchise quarterback and your GM. So I hope they've had those conversations, but there's no way to know. Um, but nonetheless, it's not it's not anything that is really like I know people are writing articles about it. It doesn't mean they're trading Justin Fields. Like that's what that's the crux of our point.
1: Right. Until until I actually see that Justin Fields has been traded, I'm going to operate under the assumption that they're keeping Justin Fields for the foreseeable future and hopefully for the long term future. Um, All right. Let's get this really quick. Uh, The Bears close on the Arlington Heights property. They announced that this morning. City of Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot obviously put out a statement. Oh, well, you know, they closed on the property, but we can still show them the, the business upside of staying in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, it's really a nothing. Like this, really doesn't change anything. Doesn't change just because anything. they close, like just because they closed on a property, doesn't mean, like, doesn't mean okay, we're moving tomorrow. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's like you know if you've ever known anyone who's moved houses, like when if your parents ever moved or if you ever moved as a kid or whatever, it's like okay, yeah, there was the day that the offer was accepted, and there's the closing date, and there's actual move date, and da 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 da. da, da. This just it's the same information that we had you know, two, three months ago, whenever they, you know, their offer was accepted or whatever it was.
0: Yeah. And for people who are unfamiliar with, you know, property leases and management and everything and real most estate, of us. It, yeah, most of us, I mean, I think there's people like who really don't know who are like, Oh, like, okay, the state is being built. Like, that's what that means. Like there's a direct right. correlation to them closing on the property and Hey, sure. the, the construction starts tomorrow. No, that just means that they've officially purchased the property. But the important part of the statement that the bears put out is they have to discover whether it's feasible to build on that land. Like, and and there's truth to that. Like I went to high school at Lane tag in, in Chicago close. Um, and and we, Carrie Wood paid $3 million to, to build this stadium outside of our school. They went to build it. And the ground was like, they couldn't build on it. There were, there was like chemicals in the ground. They could not build on it. So for like four years, they postponed the project. And then they had to, you know, get the environmental scientists in there, figure out what was up with the ground. Do all this digging. Like, that could be like, those are things that the bears have to go through after you close on the land. Now that you own the property right now, you have to see if it's feasible to build a ginormous world-class, what they're calling it, like event of the Midwest stadium. <laughs> like right. this is somewhere really where you hope project. you can host a
1: Super Bowl theoretically.
0: Yeah. Like you have to have your, you have to do your due diligence and they're going to be doing that. And that's why I also think like, again, I, I think when people saw the piece of news, They think that the process is expedited. No, like this is going to be a long process. It's probably going to be another year, I think, before you even know if they're going to build it there, right? Like, sure. And and then the full plans and everything. Like, it'll be a longer process. And then in the four years of building it. So, hey, there's a very good chance the Bears could win a Super Bowl at at Soldier Field before they go to Arlington Heights. So, uh, we'll throw that out there for our Soldier Field lovers, which I am one.
1: Yeah. And I mean, just to wrap up this conversation, because, there's nothing more to say other than last couple minutes, but the, the bears could always like, a they have a more money than God anyway. And so if they just wanted to swallow that investment, they very easily could, but also they could resell it. They weren't the only buyers. They weren't the only p- potential purchasers for this property. If they decide, like if the city of Chicago comes through with, you know, the renderings that we saw, what was that a month or two ago? And the bears say, okay, well you add this and this, and then we'll do it. And they say, okay, done. And they say, all right, we're state of Chicago. They could just turn around and sell that again. I don't know. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's spend a couple minutes doing a mock draft here. What do we got, Kevin? PFF? Is that what we're going to do?
0: Yeah, we got PFF. Give me a second to pull it up. While I pull yeah, it up, yeah. I want to say, say something real quick um, that please, I want to hit please. on. This is your podcast. Um, this is this – is, it's, it's, it, it, it pertains to the Super Bowl and what we saw on Sunday. Everyone who watched, I'm sure you all watched. Um, can you see the screen? It it's loading. There we go. There it is. Um, but real quick, before we get into this, and it pertains to the draft and it pertains to the Super Bowl. I don't think people understand that the Kansas City Chiefs started ten rookies in the Super Bowl, and they got the third most snaps from rookies in the NFL this year. It was unbelievable. It was they started un- ten rookies in the game. I think I, I don't think they. St- I think ten rookies played in the game. They didn't start, I, I, I was going to say ten there's rookies no played way they in the game. They did not start the ten rookies, but rookies. they had a, they had at least I want to say at least five or six rookies who started but uh, 10 who played in the game. And it's just like, yeah, Brett Veach and that coaching staff, unbelievable, Un- unbelievable what they're able to do with the young players. But as it pertains to the Bears, like, it's not outrageous to believe that if the Bears draft really well this year, what a difference that can have on the team as far as the leap that they can take from this year to next year. Like, and this is really critical. Like, and I'm not just talking about the picks that we're about to make here in the first round. We're just going to do two round mock draft, like. A lot of these guys that are playing critical snaps with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and making, like, I think the two cornerbacks that made, you know, one of the, the interceptions in the AFC Championship against the Bengals, like, we're fifth and sixth round picks, man. Yeah. Like, can, the, final, yeah. the final interception uh, to end yeah. the game, to end the AFC Yeah, like these guys were nobodies. And, and all of a sudden, here they are playing important snaps in the AFC championship. So for people who don't believe that, well, you know, you just got to see, you have all this money. The only way you can ever compete is if you spend all this money and spend it on the right players. Like, that's true. And the Eagles are a good testament to that, right? They spent their money really wisely. But on the other side of the field, the team that won the game was the team that developed their rookies, developed 10 rookies, had, and they have 11 picks this year. How is that possible? Anyway. Because um, you know,
1: you know how it's possible. Because Howie Roseman is just like, I don't know how that man does it, but like he just, he's just—he's a wizard. He like—he's—he's he's a wizard. Like he just gets these picks. All it's—it's it's insane. But anyway, all right, let's get into this mock draft. Like Kevin said, we're just gonna do two rounds, just real quick. You know, everybody's still learning about these prospects. Not—I mean, if anybody is another Chris Nano out there and knows every single <laughs> prospect that's gonna be rounds one through seven in this draft. More power to you. We're not at that stage yet. We're just gonna do one for fun. You know, off season starting, and we're just gonna talk about this. Um, all right. I mean, Kevin, I advocate for trade here. I assume you are the same way on
0: that. I advocate for trade as well. But here's where, again, okay, So, like, if I if what we were talking about earlier is true, right? And the Texans are sitting there nervous, and you have the leverage. Again, this is it's amazing. Right. You have all of the leverage in the world. Are you ruling? Like, what? Do you think the odds are right now that the Texans would be willing to trade up with you at one if, and this is really important, this is really important, in the next couple months you need the Bears, I would say, because I think we talked on this podcast, we're like, hey, we, we want CJ Stroud to do well, we want Balevs to do well, so all these guys are, are graded higher, so more teams want a quarterback. I think at this point now, you need one to separate from the rest, like, you need sure. Bryce Young to be the consensus number one. So teams are saying, hey, we have to move up to get you. We're not content getting the next best guy whether that's Stroud or Levis. What do you think the odds are that Houston is going to really get desperate and want to trade up to want to get probably Bryce Young if he separates?
1: So I think what's really likely, and somebody brought this up in the chat uh, earlier in the show, but I think once the combine starts, guys like Richardson and Levis are going to shine through and muddy those waters even more. Because those guys have insane physical attributes. And I mean, let's call it what it is, gifts. And those guys are insane athletes. Uh, You know, they just maybe didn't have the best coaching, maybe didn't have the best talent around them last year at Florida and Kentucky, respectively. So I think once you get to the combine and those guys do start doing interviews and start talking to people and start going through, you know, the 40 and the bench press and all the physical uh, tests, I think they're going to close the gap. Because right now it's probably Stroud, or not Stroud, Young, small gap, Stroud, lar- regular size, larger gap, Levison-Richardson, probably, right? <laughs> yes, like, yes. it's probably, like, it's it's Young by a hair over Stroud, and then a gap, and then the other two guys. And not a massive gap, but I think once the combine happens, and once these interviews start happening, and the pro days, I think that gap between the, the latter two and the other two, and the first two, is going to close. And I think that's when you're going to start getting these waters muddied. But if you're the Texans, and, like, we talked about for five minutes that Jim Mersey is just kind of a weird guy. Why do we have any reason to believe that the Colts don't like Will Levis? We heard it about a month ago, and sometimes it's just sometimes it just is what it is. Sometimes what you hear is just what you hear. And that's just how it is. Like they might just really like Will Levis, and the Texans might be able to sit there and say, "Hey, you know, like we could get Young anyway," or they have Young and Stroud graded the same, and they're fine with either two of them. So I'm more inclined to go with the Colts here. Okay. But I,
0: I understand why you bring up the Texans. Well, I only bring it up because it's it's just so intriguing with that 12th right. round, with that number 12 overall. Uh, you know, and it, it, there are people who believe, well, you know, would you even get that number 12 too? You know, right. would you? That's a, it, a hefty price to pay. That's a hefty price to pay. I mean, you're yep. talking about a real impact player still at number 12 for them. And I don't think, again, they're willing to trade up just to... Uh, to get a guy because well, if, if you're not... the Texans, think about it this way:
1: if you like, let's say the let's say for argument's sake that the Colts trade up to number one and they take Young, let's just say for our argument's sake they take Bryce Young. Okay, you're the Texans. You take C.J. Stroud at two, at twelve, you could still get a Pete Skaratsky or oh, or sure. Stroud's teammate Paris Johnson Jr. Even better, or Jackson Smith and to...
0: Jigba. Like they need a receiver, right? They could get but in. I mean,
1: obviously, like you probably want to protect him, or you want to make right. sure you have that offensive lineman. Is my point, like. You could still get one of these top offensive linemen to pair with, you know, uh, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, however, whatever quarterback you'd so choose. So, the Texans are still in a very fortuitous situation. The Colts are desperate. Their roster is built to win now. Like the Texans, they signed you know, Demico Ryan's to the six-year contract for a reason. This is going to happen tomorrow. This is going to happen next year. Texans are in for at least a two to three-year situation. Like they have some players on their defense. They have a couple guys on offense, but like. It's going to be a couple of years. The Colts are right now. Their offensive line is decent. Their defense is good. They need a couple of receivers, maybe, but mostly they need the quarterback. And then they're a playoff team. Like,
0: I agree. The Colts are way more desperate. I agree. Um, and and so I'm good with Colts. And real quick, I'm I just don't think at this point we can even include Vegas in these conversations because of the I agree the, the, the smoke around Aaron Rodgers and, and the likelihood that that happens. And if that happens, that just nullifies you know any any sort of trade up for them obviously they're not going to trade for quarterback uh at least in the first round you know they could find a guy to, to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years in the later <laughs> rounds um but they're not going to trade up uh so i'm going to rule out the 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 raiders so let's go with the colts so we're going to do a trade here um now let's Lots. look at compensation now um for what the bears should return in this again like so here's the other side of it right like if 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 the colts truly are as desperate as Jerry Murphy is making it seem which they are like, are you going to be able to get more compensation because they they're so eager on this? Or is it the other way around? Like, again, they might still be content with either of those guys at four, but they are that being Levis or Stroud, but they want Bryce Young. So they're not going to give you that much. Um, and this is a situation where you may not hold all of the leverage if they have a great grade on Levis or Stroud. So what do you think it is? Is it the fact that they're willing that that they're that they would be they want to move up, but they'd be fine staying at four, or they're just that they're Jim Mer a fucking psycho. they're all in a number one. They're going to give you more than what you are even asking for.
1: I think they'll give you more. I think they'll be desperate because also, you know, the Cardinals could feasibly trade down to seven with the Raiders. Like that's less of four, you know, seven to three is less of a jump. So, the Texans take Young, let's say that the Raiders take Stroud, and then you're like, Okay, well crap, do we really want to take Levis or Richardson at four? Then you're looking at a trade down. So I think they're intent on getting you know, and maybe it's Levis, I don't know. But I think for argument's sake, they want to make sure they have their pick of the litter here. Um, I, I don't think they're content to just sit at four. I think then too many variables enter the fray if you sit at four. And I mean that one variable ends up being the Cardinals, but I mean, that's one extra team. I, I mean, because you add then, assume that the Texans are taking a quarterback no matter what. That's still another team late on draft day. You know, once the clock starts, a team that could call the Bears back. Be like, Actually, we want it. So I agree. It's just something to think about.
0: I agree. Okay. So let's look at compensation then. So Bears go up number one. I say you have to 100% get a number one in our first rounder 2024. You obviously get number four overall. I think you could probably get a second rounder this year. I think um, you push
1: for 35.
0: I think you push for 35, and then you probably go for like a three. I mean, you might be able to get a two next year. I mean, let, let's see what happens. PFF says there's a 75% chance the trade gets accepted if bears trade number one overall and receive number four in 2023, number 35 overall in 2023, and a first rounder and a second rounder in 2024. Like, That's an ideal haul. I mean, we can offer it and see if it goes through. But what do you think is the likelihood that that really gets accepted? I I mean, I think it's pretty likely. I
1: don't like I. So when I've been doing like my own, like playing around with it, how like and the Bears, like how against are we including like one fifty to try and get one forty, or is that we just not trying to give up anything other than number one? You know, like, I feel like you could try and finagle and push for another pick in this draft. But okay. also, I mean, like, a, a first and, you know, two firsts and two seconds this year also. I mean, that's, I mean, th- that puts you in a, a advantageous situation for sure, regardless, even if you don't do that. Right. Even if you just I, take the four picks that we have
0: selected. And I feel like a lot of times you're right. Like, there's an additional pick added by the team that's trading you know, out, and then the other team will just, like, throw it in. Because, like, it's funny. Like, that's where actually you might be able to catch teams off guard. Because when you're in that negotiation room, you're just like, hey, like, how about you just, us, like, we'll throw in 150 and you give us 140. How about right. that, right? And they're like, you know what, fuck it. That's fine. And, like, like, according to PFF, if you added that, if the Bears gave up the 150 that they got from New England uh, and then the 140 um, received from the Colts in 2023, like, it lowers the chance of it being accepted by 1%. Like the teams in that room are like throwing picks around like it's fucking nothing at times. Um, so let's offer that. So Bears give up one in 150, receive 435, 140 in 2023 and a first round and a second round, third in 2024. And that trade has been. Doesn't say. I don't think it was it looks accepted. Like rejected. It was rejected. Okay. Based on the red. So based on the red. It, it's, it's not showing the text. So. We'll take away 140, 150 and see if that changes anything. Still rejected. Okay. So maybe they're not willing to give up that second rounder in 2020. But also, like, we have to
1: wonder what goes into this, like, how this gets weighted.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's like, okay, like, what
1: goes into how much? So (laughs) we might just have to force this through. (laughs) We just have to force it to start it. We'll give up a 150. We'll give up the 150, though. I I don't think Ryan Poles is doing that. You don't think? I don't think that's happening. Keep all the picks. I, uh, yeah, 100%. And in, in the top 150, okay, just I, I just don't think that's happening. All right, yeah, force it through.
0: Sorry, Colts, we're forcing this trade. We got to hit force first. A force trade. Did it go? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, here we go.
1: Now we got to do it again. I think
0: we got to do it again. This PFF, th- okay, yeah, I see. I see what we did there. 435. Jeez. Recap the trade for the listeners. No, I think I got it. Force trade. <laughs> Get screwed, Colts! All right, so the so Bears do move down to number four. Um, and now we'll see what PFF has. And, and PFF is really weird. Okay, so it has the Colts taking Bryce Young. It has the Texans taking CJ shot, and, and PFF is so weird. Like, th- their mock draft is all over the place. But it's got the Cardinals taking Tyree Wilson. So now, the, okay, so now here we are at number four. So now... In some universe, the Cardinals take the edge yeah. from Texas Tech,, over which I don't think
1: is in, I, I, I honestly think it's don't insane. think' it's insane. Like people like he might be one of those guys where once the combine happens and he's like physical tests him, he might be one of those guys that forces his way up. A lot of people really like his raw talent.:
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's possible. And again, like the combine changes a lot of those things. Um, sure. People fall in love with athletic traits as they should. So here's so we have a lot of people in the chat saying double trade down, trade down, trade down twice. What are you going to do? Um, are you able to, to trade down again? Or are you just, you know, want to sit there and just take your guy? Like, do you want to just take here Jalen Carter and Will Anderson? I feel like you have been a major proponent of. All right. If you got to this point, you can't miss taking one of these guys here. You can't pass it up. These guys are generational talents but you might be able to get some more assets if you yeah. trade down again. So what in, your in this
1: scenario where Tyree Wilson goes third, I don't hate trading to seven, you know, cause there's still a chance that let's say the Raiders trade up to four and take Levis. Then right. you're still like, you're still not guaranteed Carter or Anderson because the lions and the Seahawks are right there. But I mean, man, like, there's a there's a real good chance. It's a gamble here. I personally I think I vote take Carter, but I could I, I could hear the argument for a trade to seven.
0: Okay. Uh before we do that, before we even do that, let, let's break down real quick what who we believe is better. Okay. Let let's go. Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. I did a breakdown. I don't know if you have a, a strong opinion on who you like more, but I think I have a stronger lean on who I would rather take if the bears were in this situation, but I'll start with you. If you had to take one of the two, who is it? You're Ryan polls. You have 10 minutes I, on the clock. I flip
1: flop on this a lot, to be honest. Uh, I did. I was reading uh, something that Adam Johns wrote this morning uh, about how, yeah, like Carter's awesome. And he's the, you know, he fits that mold of the three technique, which is the engine for the defense. Famously as Matt Eberflu said, but you can get a defensive tackle. Like there's a couple premier defensive tackles that may be available in this offseason. Um, and meanwhile, premier edge rushers don't always come around as often here. So I think I'm probably leaning Anderson if we are going to mm-hmm. use this pick. But I mean, I could, you know, uh, I could be convinced like Anderson, but of the two, if, if I was in the
0: probably Anderson. I would agree. I was watching the tape again today, and he just, his player comp for me is Nick Bosa, man. Like, I just see that, and I'm like, this rare combination so of speed. The defensive and player assume, of the year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and we'll probably win that award again. Uh, it's just a, you know, a game record. And Will Anderson has the, the capability to do it. And I think the the comforting thing about him is, like, the accolades are there. Like, right. single season sack record Alabama. At like, Alabama, you know, to, literally. Yeah. Like, not at not at Southeastern <laughs> Missouri it, it, exactly kind of like exactly uh you know two-time SEC Defensive Player of the Year first player ever to win the Bronco Nugursi award twice like th- the stats are there right people have questions about Jalen Carter's production when you look at his when you look at the you know his stats in his career as a one-year starter his stats don't you know jump off the stat sheet the way they do for Will Anderson like everything is there for Will Anderson but he is just a rare athlete and can immediately will immediately make an impact, like an a- Aiden Hutchinson-type impact, but I think he's better than Aiden Hutchinson. Like I think he's far better as a prospect than Aiden Hutchinson was coming out of college last year. So, yes, I would take Will Aronson over Jalen Carter. We're both in agreement on that, but let's explore a trade here. So, again, assuming that let's, let's take the Raiders out of the mix, okay? Take the Raiders out of the mix. Let's assume oh. for right now. Okay. Just, just for right now because of the, the Aaron Rodgers stuff. See, like, I wouldn't want to trade past seven. Like,
1: that, that's as far as I'm willing to go. Why? Just because, like, then you're, you're just diluting the – depending on what you could get, I it's guess. one
0: pick if it's Atlanta at eight. It's one pick. If you move to eight, you, you're looking at two very – al, also play. QB desperate teams in Atlanta and Carolina at eight and nine. Like, who are you losing? Like, at that point, if you're moving down to eight, you're, you're gone on Carter and Anderson. All right? You're gone. That's not going to – be very okay. But twi- okay. I, I, okay, stay in the top 10 then would be my argument. Okay.
1: Stay in the top 10. That, that's, that's my, fine. that's my, so I, I
0: would accept, I would accept going down to nine. Okay. I would accept going down to eight. Let's look at Atlanta at eight, right? I mean, Atlanta is a team okay. that they also need a quarterback. Yeah. They're in sort of a longer rebuild, but. If you don't want to move down to nine, you could probably get at eight too. And again, they're they're ahead of. Uh, but at the same time, Carolina is in the same division as Atlanta. You could see a similar thing there, where hey, we want to jump also down, Atlanta right? might just get Lamar. Like Atlanta might just yeah, I get guess Lamar. That's, I guess that's possible. We sure as hell know Carolina's not getting Lamar. So let's take a look right. at the Carolina here. All right, Let, let's take a look at that and see what you'd be able to get um, and see what kind of. Picks Carolina has. We're pulling it up here again. If you're listening to this in podcast form, we're sorry that you're not seeing the visuals here. You can watch it back on our YouTube page, Bears Nation Podcast. um But so the Bears will be giving up number four overall here, and will receive number nine overall. Would you want to? So this is like, you get thirty nine. You have to get thirty nine overall from the Carolina Panthers. I think you have to. And then do you? I mean, do you ask for a first rounder next year? I I think you can only get nine. And
1: a pick this year. I don't think you're getting a first rounder next year. I think you're only yeah, get one first rounder. I think I think
0: I agree. Um, but I do honestly. Think you I don't get... even know if
1: you're getting thirty nine. You might sixty one might oh, be. one. no, you definitely you
0: have to get thirty. I think you have to. I mean, if you're moving up five slots in the top ten to get a franchise quarterback, sorry, you're giving up that second round pick. I think. I mean, I I just think you have to. PFF says here that they're not interested in trading for the pick. I, I wouldn't buy that. I don't, I, don't, I don't see why. They- well, it depends. Well, it depends
1: because if the Raiders get, you know, Garoppolo or Rodgers and the Falcons get Lamar, then the Panthers can probably afford to wait because they'll, yeah. they'll still get Levis or Richardson.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Which, I mean, well, at not- this
1: point, I would say that's probably the most likely scenario. Like, the Raiders are going to get one of these. Like, they're not going to pin there unless the Raiders trade up to one. Like the Raiders, same thing as um, the Colts, like they have a roster right now, like that can win if you get the right. So like, and then it's kind of the same thing for the Falcons. The Falcons have a lot of talent too. Like you have Lamar to that offense. That's pretty good. So I, I feel like it's, that's the most likely
0: scenario right now. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> You're getting a scenario where the Jets are willing to trade over if they don't get Aaron Rodgers either. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, the way the QB market plays out as far as Derek Carr, as far as Aaron Rodgers, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes up, you know, these mock drafts. So I think for the sake of it, you want to just draft Will Anderson? Yeah. All right.
1: Based We're on drafting. the limited information we have. We're the chat is Anderson. not going to like it, but whatever.
0: We're drafting Will Anderson. I'm sorry. I mean, if you walk away with an extra pick next year and a franchise altering defensive yeah. end, uh, you're, not, you're not upset. You're not upset. We're drafting Will Anderson here. And uh, an
1: extra pick this year because he got pick. 35 in this draft as well. Yeah. Devin so, Witherspoon going five is hilarious.
0: Okay. So, real quick. So, yeah, PFF has an obsession with Devin Witherspoon. Can you explain it for me going oh, back out of Illinois? What is it? I don't get it.
1: I mean, he's just like flown up draft boards. Like at first, it was in middle of the college football year. It was, oh, he's a first rounder. And then as time went on and on and on, oh, he's top twenty. Oh, he's top fifteen. And now it's sounding like he's going to be top ten. The more and more, I mean, he's unreal. Like he's an unreal ball hawk, unreal in coverage, and the dude can hit. I mean, there's hits from uh, the one everyone will remember is the hit he had against Indiana, where it just came flying from the you know from the secondary. And laid out a screen pass, just sniffed it out completely. I remember that. And dude's helmet popped off, I and mean, it was cra- It was—I mean, it was the J- Davion Clowney hit, basically, from a couple of years ago, is what it was uh, when he was uh, still in college. So that's basically what it was. Uh, I mean, people love him. People love his mentality. He is a grinder. He has like that grind mindset where he just like never takes no for an answer. He just works and works and works and works. But yeah, uh, uh, I mean, people love him. He continues to rise. I'm really happy for him
0: yeah that's uh that's impressive for devin Devon devin devinvin devin Williams- yeah. so real quick before we continue the draft here so the Falcons took quit and Jonathan day and, and real quick i just want to break down the wide receivers here because in the event that we did trade down to eight or nine i would have said we'd take a wide receiver hundred percent you have okay. to go down and you get your guy but i want to know where you're at because i put to, i finally for weeks i months i didn't know how i would order what is the consensus top three in Jackson Smith and Jig with Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and I'm like I'm almost there, but assuming we got to nine or something, right? And eight, and all three wide receivers were on the board. In that situation, who would you take out of the three?
1: Because
0: that's a very real possibility. I mean, in the event that you're only taking a wide receiver in
1: the yeah, situation, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like uh, just assume uh, wide receiver. Like obviously, tackle Skaronski, Paris Johnson's on the board, but just right, assume right, they're right. honed in on wide receiver
1: probably johnson but like i would rather you know in this scenario that we're in right now like it seems like jackson smith and jigwa is going to continue to fall and he might Mm -hmm. fall to the second round and if you get 35 here feel like you're going to have an opportunity to get him at the top of the second round so i wouldn't like it let's say you trade back to eight or nine and trade out of four i would say take one of the offensive linemen um but yes everywhere.
0: i would so i, I real quick i don't i just want to read you my player comps that i came up with, with, with for these three guys when i watched them back today uh jack smith and Digba, a player comp for him was the Diggs. not a superior athlete but a crisp route runner ability to find a hole in the open zone very sure hands never drops the ball great ball tracking skills i think that's a good comp for him jordan addison i hate to say it but like i see justin jefferson in him like the same weaknesses for Jordan Addison were listed for Justin Jefferson coming out of the draft, right? You know, too small, you know, it's J- Jordan Addison's 6'0", 174. Like I'm taller and way more than Jordan Addison. Um, you know, he, he can be intimidated by, you know, heavier cornerback to the line of scrimmage, but the way that they run, the way that they track the ball, and then they're, you know, pretty good, spectacular catchability, separation and speed. And I see a lot of Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, again, a lot shorter, but same sort of build. Uh, is Jordan Addison. And then Quentin Johnson, I see Andre Hopkins. Just unbelievable change of direction, can win 50-50 versus anyone, most explosive player in the draft at any position. Not a route running technician, um, but the ability to separate against anyone after the release. So I like I would say out of all the positions, like wide receiver is the one position where I can evaluate talent the best. And those are my player comps for them. Quentin Johnson for me would be the guy that I would take a number eight. But let's yeah. let's go continue with the draft here. Um, I just want to throw that out there. So we have the Panthers taking Anthony Richardson at nine. The Raiders so all the Williams quarterbacks at seven. All, all, all the, the quarterbacks, quarterbacks are gone now. For are gone. Reference. So four quarterbacks in the top ten. Absurd. Presume yep. it. Uh, not out
1: of the question though. Yeah. I, I, as this is running, not out of the question. Like it seems. And I, I like I said, I think Richardson and Levis are going to force themselves. You know, higher in the first round as time goes on, and as these kind of you know the combine and things go on.
0: Yeah, I would. I, I would one hundred percent. I mean, Richardson's going to win a 4-4 and everyone's going to be like, oh my god. All right, so I mean, he, he has insane measurables. So this is interesting. So we just simulated up to pick number 20. Uh, some notable picks. The Commanders took Peter Skaronsky at 16. The Buccaneers took Paris Johnson out of Ohio State at 19. And then the Seahawks took Zay Flowers. Why does he go to Boston College at pick 20? And this, you know what this feels like to me? Like with a guy like Zay Flowers, who's, you know, super fast, right? He's he's gonna he's gonna run a 4-3, he's gonna go nuts at the combine. It feels like an old a classic NFL GM overthinking the way that the Eagles did when they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Like that's it's what possible. that feels like. So here's it's where possible. things get interesting. So now, okay, you but let's see here until let's see when the next so Jordan Edson and Jack Smith and Jigba are yet to come off the board. Let's see when mm-hmm. the next one. Okay, so oh, they just went back. <laughs> they both just went back. Left. <laughs> That's the end of that. Because I was going to explore the idea of trading up around pick twenty-two or twenty-three if one of those guys falls. What are your thoughts of that? I don't know
1: if you would have been able to make it happen. You probably would have had to give up the first rounder in
0: in twenty. no, no no no, 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 no way, no way. It's possible.
1: No way. 30, 35 and 54 don't get it done.
0: 35, 54, and throwing a fifth rounder, that might get it done. I that think could, that's that, too that many would picks get it done. for this draft. That, that's <sighs> too many picks to give up from this draft. For one guy, somebody
1: in the chat mentioned, like you, you have to get as many guys as possible. You don't have the luxury
0: of being able to give up three picks for a wide receiver. You just don't. But here, so here's the only situation where I think that has to happen, right? If, say, say a lot of those holes that the person in the chat, I would like to get the name of them in here, I forgot who said it, Uh, G-Station maybe, Um, say, say in free, again, the, the This is after free agency. The draft happens after free agency, after the trade market, for the most part, right? We know holdouts occur in the summer, and there's a chance that you could trade for a Mike Evans or DeAndre Hopkins after the draft. But say they approach it, and they fill a lot of holes, and it's like, oh my god, we actually don't have as many holes to fill now. We spend our money in the right areas, but we still don't have our consensus wide receiver one. We didn't pay anyone at free agency. We didn't trade for anyone yet. Would you then be like, hey— We can't approach 2023 the same way we did 2022 without a superstar for Justin Fields. We saw what these guys have done for other young quarterbacks in the league. We have to get our guy. In that case, I'm willing to pay the three picks. That's fine. You know Ryan Poles has had the ability in his one draft with the Chicago Bears, with a caveat, I say, to trade down and accumulate more picks. So if you do trade up here that doesn't mean he can't trade down more in the fourth and, and get a couple fifth-round picks, get another sixth-round pick, right? Accumulate more, and yeah, it's not, you know, the fifty fourth right. overall pick, but if that means you're getting Jackson with the big board, Jordan Anderson, 10 picks lower than where they probably should be valued uh, at, at ADP, then that's fine. See, For- I don't know if
1: you're getting them 10 spots because, like, these guys continue to fall, like, in these mock drafts that you see in these draft big boards. Like, these guys continue to fall down and it's not like anybody in this draft is a Jamar Chase or even a Drake London. Like, it doesn't sound like there's nobody that, kind of like the same that you were talking about with the quarterbacks, there's no one guy, like, you're just as likely, in my opinion, to find a Quentin Johnson in the fourth or third round. Like, I just, I think that if you can't like, get an Evans or a Hawkins, even if you do, like free agents break down faster because they're older. Like you need to try and get somebody for the next wave too. I just don't think you're at a liberty to trade, especially 35 and 54 for, you know, 22. And then you're sitting twiddling your thumbs till
0: 64. I'm with you. That's fair. I'm with you. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just, it's interesting to explore. And again, you know, there, I, I don't know. Like there's a chance that, Jackson smith and jigba falls further than 22 again i think yeah. people are going to be spooked by the fact that they didn't play this year at all with the injury sure. right and then you have the senior bowl and you got a lot of fresh tape from these other guys let's resume the draft here uh i don't think it's out of the the round possibility that that happens so we're approaching the barry second round pick um nathaniel dell just got taken out of houston big senior bowl name and the Bears are now on the clock here. Bijan Robinson taking the pick before them at 34 Hilarious. by the Arizona Cardinals. So here you are at 35 overall with some good talent on the board. Some of the top names. Osiris Torrance, a real good guard out of Florida. That's a name I'm interested in. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, defensive lineman out of Michigan. BJ O'Jolari out of LSU. That's another guy I really like. Um, Josh Downs, wide receiver out of North Carolina, is a name a lot of people like. Um, not as high on him. DeJuan Jones is the largest human of all time. Let me tell you, I went to school with him. Uh, so looking here, do you have to go offensive lineman here? Are you looking at Osiris Torrance at pretty good value uh, at thirty-five?
1: So this is kind of where, that, like you talked about, that you know free agency impact comes into play. Because if you pay a couple offensive tackles or one offensive tackle and one offensive guard, then you know, you can afford to wait probably until the fifth or sixth round or fourth round to take an offensive lineman. You don't need one plug and play right away uh, if you're not going to take them in the first round, probably. So I'm probably leaning. I know it's not going to be attractive to go back to back defense again, but kind of like it did last year, that just kind of might be the situation you're in where best pick available, got to go defense. But I mean,
0: it, it just depends. Why am I blanking? I'm an idiot, but the Bears trade down last year. Why am I for, in the second round? How did, how did they get the second second rounder? Why am I blanking? Khalil Mack trade. Khalil Mack trade. That's right. Um, I also, again, we've seen the tendency for Ryan Pulse to trade down, and I see Adam Dobbs in Chet's his torrents in a heartbeat, loves him. You know, sure. I don't think you're gushing over him. Would you be willing to trade down a couple more picks here uh, and accumulate a just to trade down four spots and the guy that you want could still be there four picks later? Or if you just like, like that was the case for uh, the George pick situation basically was oh, fuck, the Bears missed on taking him uh, with the Gord pick. They could still get him or with the brisker pick. They could still get him, right? Because uh, like they had the second, second rounder, like there's a chance that you could still get your guy if you trade down even just four slots. So I would actually propose here that the bears trade down in the second round at 35, if there's no one that they really love. Yeah.
1: I mean, I agree with that. Uh, Even if you trade down a couple spots for one of these big offensive tackles that are still available later. uh, I, I just think maybe you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to trading down a couple spots because I think there's just a lot of, defensive talent that's still at up at the top so yeah I, I would not be opposed to trading down a couple of spots
0: all right let's explore a trade real quick with with vegas and see if you could trade down to 38 you so you're trading down you know three slots to 38 and let's see that the type of return you could get for something like that if you're giving up 38 you can ask for 38 nope that's too much 38 you could get could you get 109 so you could maybe get The 38th overall pick and the 109 overall pick just moved down three slots. So you pick up a second, you pick up a third, a fourth rounder. Would you be interested? I mean, I I pick up another fourth
1: rounder. 100%. Yeah. I mean, that gives you more uh, uh, right around the, yeah, easy. Easy. So, and and
0: that's a real possibility. Like that's something that they should do. So now let's see uh, if Bears can still get Osiris Torrance. Probably not. Uh, There he goes to the Rams. And then, so now that actually makes a lot of sense. Now you're at 38. This is where I would say you take Josh Downs. I, like sure. again, contingent on free agency, but Josh Downs is a real good athletic talent for you out of UNC. Um, I had to watch more tape on him, but solid snap, uh solid, solid stats from you know his career at UNC, uh, a name to watch in the second round. I I wouldn't expect him to be a guy that flies up draft boards after the uh, after the combine, I don't think he's gonna wow anyone crazy at the combine. Sorry for those watching that I don't have uh, PFF plus or whatever. I'm not paying for that shit. Um, that's <laughs> that's the shit that's gonna tell you Sam Mustafur is like the best offensive lineman oh, in the NFL. Boy. Like I'm not doing that. Uh, but yeah, I'm down for Josh down for Josh Downs here. Uh, so you trade down, you still get a good player. You accumulate another 4,300. Are we in consensus on Josh Downs? Yeah,
1: I'm good with that. Uh, I I could see the case made for Henley just because Nicholas Morrow isn't going to be around forever, and you want someone young to pair with Sanborn, theoretically. But, I mean, offense and wide receiver takes precedent here for sure.
0: Yeah, I think you have to. Um, We're going Josh Downs. Boom! There you go. So we took Josh Downs here, and now we have four because we picked that up from... Uh, what is 54? Is that the Baltimore? That's the Baltimore pick. That's right? the Baltimore so that's, pick, yeah. So this is where you could, this is where you probably, I, I think you had to go defense here. So looking at some of the names available, really? guys, Sydney, I, I, I mean, just again, like a, a contention or a free agency we will keep saying that, but that side of the ball has more holes. That side of the ball has sure. more holes. You just have less talent overall there. You can say what you want about the caliber of players on the offensive line, but you have more bodies at offensive line. Like if you look at guard, I think Cody Whitehair is a cap casualty, right? But if he's not and he's yeah, healthy, that's your starting guard. Tevin Jenkins is your other starting guard. You already have, um, you know, Braxton Jones. You're pr- you're going to get somebody, whether that be Orlando Brown Jr. or someone else to tackle. That's a given. Uh, and mm-hmm. then like you're rolling with Luke Patrick. Like they might sit there and say, hey, it's not a necessity for us to get uh, a Luke Whippler or, you know, one of these other guys available, uh, sure. Joe That's Pittman. Fair. Right? Like, they can sit back and say, hey, we just got to fill somebody. Matthew Bergeron. Fill somebody um, on defense. Knock on Sidney Brown, although I fucking love Sidney Brown. And I would love to take him. You can't take a safety because it's not needed. I think Trenton Simpson's an interesting name. I don't don't well, what, would- what? I mean, I think you could scroll. Uh, I mean, I think you could take. Ika, like you defensive,
1: like interior defensive tackle, like even if he's an interior lineman, like you pair a guy like that with Will Anderson, like the, I mean, the line is a huge need. Like, I know we like Justin Jones, but if you could get someone who's basically going to do the same thing that Justin Jones does, might as well take him to pair with Anderson for the next six, seven, eight, however many years. Yeah. If you're not going to take an offensive lineman here. Otherwise, I mean, I would advocate for Sidney Brown. I think Sidney Brown has the, you know, variability to maybe play corner. Like, I don't yeah. think he has to be a safety. I think you could move fair. him to corner, possibly.
0: I think that's fair. I think he I think started he... at Illinois as a corner, actually, and then they flexed him to safety. I'm almost positive I mean, I'm, he did. And a lot of situations, I'm almost positive you get nickelbacks. Who it's not a difficult transition, right? If you're if you played cornerback yeah. your whole life, it's it's the same concept, like. I I think that's possible if that's the strategy. If that's the strategy, hey, we're drafting you to be cornerback.
1: Also, Jaquan Brisker missed time last year with injuries. Eddie Jackson's missed time almost every year since he got the contract with injuries. That's good death. But I mean, I also
0: like, I think taking Ika is a really strong proposition as well. Yeah, you look at Ika a little bit more of a raw prospect. Again, another guy where the stats don't jump off the board here. Zero sacks last year, six in 2021, one in 2020 uh three qB hits each year significant hurries in 2021 and 2022 um just wasn't getting home this past year a little bit more of a raw prospect i'd say but somebody you're willing to work with and and you really bolster that defensive front and boy is this game one in the trenches so uh i i i, I i'm fine with that um let me just okay. check down the board to see if there's anyone else that that peaks my interest jack campbell uh Eh, he's not taking him fifty-four. I, I I like Jet Campbell. I really like Isaiah Foskey edge out of Notre Dame, but I don't think that they would take him. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver at Tennessee. I do not like Jalen Hyatt. Let me just say that. I I think he is he is a fallacy. Um, his tape reminds me very much of Vailus Jones Jr. Like, and yes, they oh, both boy. come from Tennessee. Yeah, but I'm Jalen Hyatt. I run away from defender. Sorry, that's all I can do. This is the NFL now. You're not getting open like. That's what this screams to me, and I, I could be very wrong. Uh, but Jalen Hyatt to me is, isn't going to be anything special. But let's take Siaka Ika, Siaki Ika. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fine. You got to yeah. do it. So also, so this goes- is
1: again, it's February fifteenth. Like so much is going to like this is our first initial like playing around, to seeing what happens. Like
0: that, that like that's what we're working with here. Yeah, this is mock drift one point oh for real, right. You yeah. know. The, we're getting graded now, by PFF. Let's see what grade they give us in our mock draft. We're gonna be a C plus draft. Sick. Oh, here, pay for PFF plus, or else you know we're gonna give you an F on your draft. Uh, I think we did pretty good, personally. I think we deserve all an things a, considered uh, on this draft, yeah. and they give us a resounding A. Right, well done, Bears Bang. Nation podcast. Uh, <laughs> who needs Ryan Poles when you have? I mean, a lot of that now. was also
1: like. Some of the picks made by the computer went our way. I think so.
0: I think we. One is Yeah, it got weird. I'm telling you, the, it the, got the, weird. But but in fairness, like it's only going to get weirder at the draft. Right, one hundred percent. Like these 100%. things are so weird. Teams are so stupid. Like the whole yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba falling could very well happen. Um, overall, just I, I think that this is. Probably at this moment, given what we know, the most likely scenario as far as the trade down. And if you are, I just think if you walk away, like the Colts are going to be a bad football team next year, man. Like, regardless of who they take, they're going to be a bad football Probably. team. Like, you put yourself in the position to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year with that first rounder that the Colts uh, give you for a trade down. And you get your generational edge defender and uh, Will Anderson Jr., plus a, a quality player in Josh Downs. But I like the thing that I think we threw in here that a lot of people haven't done is that trade down in the second round. 100%. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm happy right. with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked I mean, talk through a lot, too. We didn't just run through it and buzz through it. Like, I mean, I think we started this with like 15 minutes into the up, 20 minutes in the episode, and we, we squeezed 40 minutes out of it almost. So, yeah, I mean, we, we went through a lot there, and eventually we'll make them longer as, you know, Kevin and myself have more time to look at these guys and read more stuff and cultivate more information. And, of course, this free agency and the combine and stuff happen as well. So this is far from our last mock draft. We will do more as the offseason goes on. We'll talk about more stuff. We'll go through more scenarios for the trades and things like that. Um, And then, of course, when things do happen, we'll be here for that as well. So thanks to everyone that watched and kind of commented and did the draft along with us. That was a lot of fun. Can't wait till we do the full thing, and you guys are screaming at us about six-round picks. It'll be a lot of fun. But appreciate all the listeners, all the viewers. You guys are the best each and every week we appreciate you a lot we will be back this has been bears nation podcast i'm jake hassan until next time bear down